Welcome to the Wild Soul Cast. I'm your host, Anna Kinkela. This is a sacred space where we hold deep conversations on spirituality, conscious leadership, feminism, creativity, and how to more meaningfully and intentionally nurture connection within ourselves and with others. Welcome to episode nine of the Wild Soul Cast. This is your host, Anna Kinkela, and today we are going to be diving into the fourth installment of the five part series on embodied leadership through the five elements. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the series and you're joining us for the first time today, welcome. I'm so happy you're here. And when you have a little bit of time, I'd really encourage you to check out the other three segments of the series because we dive into all the layers of embodiment and how you can really access that through your connection with nature. This series is a really wonderful introduction on how to truly develop a different relationship with all of the ego parts that come up in your awareness and how to begin to embody your truest, most powerful self in your business and life. Each one of these installments gives you a really good sense of how I think about embodiment, how I think about leadership how I think about shadow work, and it is the structure and the foundation for my new group program, Embodied Wildness, where we journey through all of the five elements of nature into your shadow as we collectively dive towards the light. And so it's just such an amazing opportunity for you to get into the mess of who you are so that you can embrace all of yourself, love all of yourself, and show up as your true self in your power, in your truth, in your wholeness, and how you really lead both in your business and in your life. If you are curious to learn more about the group program, you can check out the group notes and I provide information and links for you to explore that further. Today, we are going to be diving into the fire element, which, and I know, I think I probably say this on every installment of this series, but it's one of my favorite parts. This is really where we start to shift from talking about some of the shadow parts, some of our unconscious programming, and we transition into talking about the core of who you are your wild soul center, your truth, your intuition, and what that means and what that looks like and how you can really start to lead from that space and from a more integrated space where your human self is really walking with your highest self. One of the things that I often find in spiritual communities and personal development communities is that there is such a big focus on killing the ego and getting rid of the ego and getting to the space of being your highest self in your life. And 
while I think that is a really nice idea, the reality is, is that we cannot kill off our ego because we're human. And if we kill off our ego at the end of the day, that actually removes a lot of really critical functions that the ego has for us in our life. So rather than approaching the work of standing in our truth and standing in our power from this place of let's kill the ego off, let's get rid of it, let's push it aside. This work is really learning how to integrate the ego because at the end of the day, the ego will always be there and our mission and the way that we can really truly thrive in our life is learning how we can actually make the ego take the back seat in the car. So still be present, still be informing us and teaching us what it needs for us to learn as human beings, but also not being the driver of your life and business bus so that the ego doesn't overtake your inner wisdom, your intuition, your wild soul, but it just acts as an addition to what you already know to be true inside of yourself. So this is what I would say and I would call the combination of your head and your heart working together instead of working against each other or you prioritizing your head over your heart. The women that I work with in my mentorships generally come to me from the space of struggling to get out of their head and into their heart, right? And so they really struggle with hearing the all the voices that come up in the head, right? The inner critic, the fear, right? And it's pretty normal um, because as a society, I think we're taught to approach things very rationally, to approach things from this heady space. And we're not really taught how to live from our heart and from our intuition and how we can really actually combine the head and the heart so that we're not following every single inkling, but we're approaching things from really this like grounded, but also inspired and embodied space within us. And that is very much what this model teaches, that it's not the heart over the head that it's not the head over the heart, but it's how can the heart walk together with the head and make choices and decisions from that space. So it's really about how can you be rooted in your human self as you rise, reach for, and embody the highest self all at the same time, right? And this is where we really start that conversation, where we start to transition from developing a different relationship with the human self and start to develop the relationship with the highest self, with our truth, with our intuition, with that inner guidance system that tells us whether something is right for us in our core or whether it's taking us farther away from who we are becoming. And so it's so appropriate then that we are doing that exploration through looking at the fire element. And so when you tune into fire, what comes up for you? What associations, 
what memories, what sensations arise to the surface. Take a moment to tune in to your reaction to the fire element. Is the fire something that evokes a lot of fear in you? Is it something that evokes excitement in you? Is it something that you're pulled towards? Or is it something that you shy away from? And then on a daily basis, do you sense the fire element within you? Do you lead from this very fiery, activated space? Do you do and move around a lot? Or are you someone who stays more grounded, more still? Are you someone who flows more, right? And so these are all qualities to just kind of consider even in your own personal leadership and in how you show up as an individual and what your tendency is. Regardless of what your personal leadership tendency is, we all have the fire element within us. And we have to activate the fire, ignite the flame within ourselves in order to lead with purpose and with conviction and commitment to what we are here to do in this life. The fire element is really representative of your truth and your intuition. So on the one hand, when we talk about what your truth is, right? And this, I think, gets talked about quite a bit. What is your truth? How can you lead from your truth? And what I see happening for a lot of people is that maybe they see a leader that they really like that they follow, that they admire. And sometimes they assume that leader's truth as their own because they're starting to really learn what it means to step up as a leader in their business and life. This isn't inherently bad because I think it's part of the journey and part of the process. You're trying on different truths to see what really lands for you in your body. But the way to your own individual truth is not through looking at others or comparing yourselves through others or even necessarily trying different things on for size. Finding your truth means turning inward and sitting with yourself and just seeing, truly seeing what is already there because everything that you need is already within you. We all have something that we are pulled towards sharing, something that we are all pulled towards creating that's already embedded within us. It's like a certain signature that comes from our soul. And that truth is what you are meant to teach, what you are meant to bring out in the world. So your awareness of what your individual truth really is doesn't come from looking at others and externalizing and trying to use your head in order to find the answer, quote unquote. The answer is something that you tune into energetically and that you allow to unfold over a period of time. I know my truth now but it's taken me 
probably three or four years of really learning how to get out of my head and find the answers within me. And unfortunately, we're not really taught how to do that. We're not really taught how to sit with ourselves. We're not really taught how to find the answers within us. And that's really because of the way that society functions. There are all these shoulds, all these rules, all these ways and accepted ways of being in life kind of what you should achieve by a certain age, what you should have in your life, what kind of job or career you should pursue. And so it's so easy to get lost and externalize what we want because in a lot of ways it is so much easier, right? Like, you know, after you finish high school, then you go to college, then you get married, then you have kids, then you do X, Y, and Z, and there's a path. You don't even have to think about it. And so there's a certain comfort that we as human beings find in that equation because we know what the next step is. We know what it's supposed to be. There's no gray area. There's no um, questions or wonderings or unexpectedness, right? And so there's a certain level of comfort that that structure provides for people. And don't get me wrong, you know, that structure does suit a lot of folks. It doesn't suit me individually. But also what I find is that even if you are okay within that structure and you feel good in that structure, it still doesn't give a lot of wiggle room for you to be the individual that you are because there's a lot of external pressure telling you to act a certain way or be a certain way or have a certain expectation of what your life is going to look like, right? And because we're all individuals, because we are all beautiful, expansive souls, There is more to us, there is more to what we truly desire and want than what can fit within this automatic structure that society provides for us. So what it really takes is you listening and turning inward and learning how to truly hear yourself. And that is something that you do over time but it doesn't have to take forever. It's about spending time with you and creating space for that. And then learning to distinguish between what the ego is telling you and then what your wildness, what your wholeness, what your soul is communicating to you. And so the fire element is exactly where you get to learn how to listen and how to listen deeply to you to what is true for you at your core. So when we talk about your truth, we're talking about who are you really? Are you a mother? Are you a woman? Are you a wife? Are you an entrepreneur, right? We put all of these labels on our identity. And while those things are all a part of the pie, we often neglect to actually tune into the true vibration of who we are at our core, which is this expansive, vibrant, limitless being that you can't fully describe 
in the identities and labels that we place on ourselves and on each other. This isn't to say that you throw away your identities because at the end of the day, you're still human and you know those identities have importance to you. But what it does mean is that you start to tune in and actually feel the core of who you are, which is the limitlessness that is within you, that is within your physical body, that is nestled within your heart, that is just waiting to be activated. Because when you fuse with your identities so much that you cannot tap into your limitlessness, you start to actually get stuck in the ego. And you start to get stuck in the limitations of each one of those identities. Because each identity has its own box in how we think about those identities in society. And so when we identify so strongly and fuse so strongly with one identity or another, then we kind of end up trapping ourselves within a box in our own mind. And without tapping into that highest self, without tapping into our intuition and our truth, we end up getting stuck in the limitations of those identities. And we start to feel like we can't truly be who we desire to be, that we can't truly do what we want to do because we're a mom or because we're a woman or because we're a wife, right? And so it's not bad to be any of those things, right? But it's about learning that we are bigger than that identity, that there is so much more within us that we can tap into and that is available to us. So we don't get stuck in the, I can't do this because I'm not worthy of doing this because I'm not enough because I'm not ready because, right? And so we get stuck in that I perspective instead of becoming the observer and seeing the pure limitlessness that is around you and that is provided to you if you tap into it, if you tap into your truth and what you're here to do. So in the fire element, we are working to really ignite the flame for you to really feel into the flame and for you to hear what the fire within you has to share. And when I think about the fire element, I really see the flame nestled right above the second chakra. And that flame connects with the sixth chakra, right, which is your intuition. It's that space between the eyebrows. And so the second chakra and the sixth chakra work together in order to help you to see, really see yourself, see the core of who you are, see your truth, and help you unravel that with the guidance of your intuition. And this is actually where embodiment starts to happen because we start to take everything from the head that you know cognitively, right? And you start to drop it into the body, right? And so you start to develop this different relationship with your body and you connect the top of the body 
with the bottom of your body. So if we look at that at, at an energetic level, we're connecting the first three chakras with the upper chakras, right? With the fourth through the seventh chakras. As a woman who really started out leading from her head and living from her head, this was the biggest lesson for me to learn. And this is still something that I continue to deepen in as I continue to really embody different layers of leadership. And so it's a continual journey. But my teachers really helped me to understand how important it was for me to drop into my body and to feel the lower half of my body. And so many women are cut off from the lower half of their body because of a lot of different things. And it really has to do with our sense of safety and security, um, our sexuality, and also our ability to feel confident in who we are. Because there are so many messages that tell women that they're not enough. There's so many things in our society that teach and demonstrate to women that they are not safe, right? And there's so many ways that women experience shame around their sexuality and around just claiming what they truly desire, what they truly desire in their life. There's a lot of guilt and feelings of selfishness that rise to the surface. And all of that is connected to the second chakra, Right. On another level, most people are very cut off from their creativity, which is also lies in the second chakra. So when it comes to creativity, I think we have these very static ways of understanding creativity. So people who are artists are creative people. And if you don't identify as an artist, then you are not creative. And this is just not true. We are all creative beings, and it's important for all of us to reclaim our creativity in order for that fire to keep on burning, in order for us to keep on feeding that fire. And so creativity can look a lot of different ways, right? You are creative when you're cooking. You are creative when you are talking to your children. You are creative when you are at work and you're finding innovative solutions to different problems or when you're helping people in a therapeutic relationship, right? You're using your creativity all the time within all of the different identities that you hold. But rarely do I see people claiming their creative fire or exercising or exploring their creative fire, right? And that is so hugely important in helping you tune into your truth and helping you listen to your intuition because creativity is the way for you to gain a deeper understanding of what lights you up and also open yourself up to receiving more creative inspiration. If you're not tapping into and exploring and getting curious about what interests you and what you're pulled to and what you want to create, then it's really sending the message to your soul, to your wildness, 
that you're not really interested in developing that, that you're not really interested in exploring that, and that you're not interested in truly tapping into what's already within you so that you can express that out into the external world. And so this happened to me for a number of years in my 20s, right? I was someone in high school and earlier than that in middle school that wrote and drew a lot. And once I got into college and into grad school and started a career, I didn't spend any time doing the things that gave me joy, doing the things that really sparked my creative juices. And I became very just habitual and automatic in how I was doing life every single day. And although I wouldn't say that I was an unhappy person, I wasn't tapping into my true joy, right? I wasn't tapping into my wildness and what made me different and what really sparked something within me. And ever since I've started doing the work of writing, of painting, of getting just curious about anything that I want to explore, whether it's like kickboxing or taking a metalworking class or, you know, whatever it is where I'm using my creativity to do and create something out in the world. Ever since then, I'm tapping into my natural joy and my intuition is speaking to me and it's leading me in the right direction. It's leading me in the direction of where I want to go. So your truth is really connected to your creativity. And the more you engage your creativity, the more you're going to be able to access your intuition. So this is where that second chakra is really connected to the sixth and how you see yourself and how you understand yourself and what's accessible to you. So that is really the first step in activating that fire within you is get creative. Really get curious about what you want to explore, what you want to do, how you want to express yourself out into the world. And then go do that. Try it out. Practice. Put things out into the world. Write about it and see what feels right for you. I see this showing up quite often with service-based entrepreneurs who are just starting out their business and they maybe have a lot of interest. They kind of know what they want to do. They have a lot of ideas, but then they're scared of putting things out into the world. And one of the ways that we can actually access our truth and narrow in on what it is that truly fuels us and that makes us feel good in our business is to just put things out there, is to just write and do it. The more you resist in taking action steps, the more that you get stuck in the fear of what it means to put yourself out there. So all of those things are interconnected with each other. So I really urge you to just do whatever it is your intuitive mind is telling you to do, whatever downloads you're receiving. Write them down. Write every single one of them down and take action on them. If you don't have time in the moment, that's why you write it down and come back to it later. When you take action on your intuitive downloads, then your intuition is going to give you more downloads. If you're receiving and listening, your intuition then knows, oh, she is ready. She's ready to do this and I'm going to give her more. So allow yourself to receive more by taking action. Receiving inspiration is part action and part moving your energy. 
moving the energy in your body. So one of the things that I really emphasize in my work is how does it feel good for you to move your body? I'm not talking about exercise, right? I'm just talking about movement. So that definitely could take the form of running, which is also considered exercise, but it could also just take the form of dancing in your bedroom, dancing in the bathroom, wherever, and just allowing yourself to follow what intuitively feels good for you. It can mean doing a yoga class, doing a yoga pose or two that feel good for you in your body. It could mean doing breath work and moving the energy in your body. So there's a lot of different things that you can do, but the most important thing is to move the energy, move your hips, and listen to what feels good for you. This is one of the main ways that you can help to not just activate your creative fire, but activate your intuitive downloads. From my own experience, I know that when I'm stuck, either when I'm writing a post, when I'm creating something, when I'm stuck in recording a podcast even, when I'm stuck and I'm not making any progress, then I know that I need to move my body, that I need to ignite my fire. And I either do a kundalini meditation, I do breath work, I go for a run. I basically just ask myself what I need right now. And what I see women often doing is that they just kind of sit in the space and they get really frustrated and they try to force it out of themselves. And what really needs to happen is you need to focus back in on the body, focus back in on the heart and what it needs to receive from you, and then go do that. Whenever I'm blocked, I just go out for a run. And usually during my run, without consciously thinking about it, I receive inspiration and guidance from that space. And this is all about learning what works for you and what you and your body respond to the best. So it's not about saying, oh, I need to go for a run now. It's about understanding what meditations, what kinds of breath work, what kind of movement really help to activate the fire within you. There are so many embodiment practices that you can try out and that you can really see how they fit you and how they feel for you. The second part of tuning into your truth and listening and hearing and developing your intuition is being in meditation. And so many people skirt over this and don't actually have an established daily meditation practice. And this is one of the things that is embedded within my program. You do a meditation every single week. And particularly in this part, in the fire element, the meditation is geared towards helping you tune into the qualities of your intuition, into the qualities of your soul, into the qualities of your truth, into what it feels like to be in your wildness. And so it's not a meditation that, you know, focuses on you um, paying attention to the breath or, you know, observing your thoughts. It's a meditation that gets you into experiencing your limitlessness. It's a meditation that gets you in touch with the core of that glorious, beautiful being that you are, right? 
And so it's really important for you to be in meditation with the highest part of yourself, to be in meditation with your own inner wisdom. And that is what is going to help you connect with that voice more and more. Because as humans, we are very conditioned to just listen to the first thing that our ego tells us, no matter what part of the ego it is. We start to have trouble discerning between when the ego is talking and when our intuition is talking. And this is pretty common um, because what tends to happen is that our ego takes the front seat in most situations and that we haven't done the work of actually listening and feeling into what that inner wisdom feels like and sounds like, that then it's very hard to discern between those two voices or between the many voices of the ego and that voice of your truth, that voice of your intuition. So this is then the space where you really start to tap into what is that voice? How does that voice feel like in my body? And it's like an avatar, right? That you place onto your physical body and that you then walk with. And so the more you get to learn that and the more that you get to activate that part of you, the more natural it's going to feel for you then to have that part of yourself leading you in your life and in your business and the easier it's going to be for you to then know this is what my intuition is saying this is what my ego is saying and now I have a decision to make I have a choice to make do I listen to what the ego is communicating to me or do I listen to what my intuition is telling me so you really have to develop a strong meditation practice that helps you access the higher realms within you. If you don't have a strong meditation practice, it's like you trying to be someone that you don't even quite know yet. You know that she exists within you. You know that she's there and you hear her whispering to you, but you don't know what it feels like to embody her. If you think of any relationship that you've ever had in your life and you think about, for instance, taking a big leap of faith in another person, trusting them, right? Are you going to be able to trust someone and take a big leap of faith if you don't even know who they are? Probably not. Are you going to hand over your bank account number to a stranger that emails you? Probably not. Right. And so this is establishing a relationship with the deepest part of you, with your inner wisdom, so that you can start to trust it wholeheartedly. And this is really where actually trust comes into the picture, because when I see women doubting their intuition, it's because they haven't developed the relationship that they need to develop with their intuition first. So the ego fears that come up naturally for all of us, regardless of where we are in this process, are the ones that win. So the fear always wins because you don't have enough trust and enough of a relationship with your intuition to take the leaps of faith that you need to take that are going to help you grow. So inner trust 
is one of the biggest things that we really work on here. You have to learn how to trust yourself so deeply that you take the big leaps and that you even take some small leaps. Because if you don't truly trust your intuition, and most women don't, most people in general don't, then you won't be able to take those action steps that I was referring to earlier. Your ability to step into your next level of embodied leadership has everything to do with how much you trust yourself at a core level. And so the way to start to develop that relationship is to sit in meditation with that part of you and also then take action steps based on your intuition so that you start to see and have evidence in your external world that your intuition is not leading you astray. And that is a really good way of actually quieting and making the fear within you just a little bit smaller so you have more space to take inspired, congruent, and aligned action. Developing and expanding your relationship with your intuition also, of course, has energetic components to it. So things that you can do energetically in terms of breath work in this space in order to open up the sixth chakra um, is definitely something that is going to help you shift whatever is perhaps blocking the sixth chakra. And meditation is for sure a wonderful way to open up that energy. And there's also different mudras, different forms of breath work, different practices that you can do that does help open that intuitive center between your eyebrows. Your intuition helps you to tap into your truth and the action steps that you take that are in alignment with your intuition helps you to further dive into and untangle the depth of what you are here to do. Because without taking action on the downloads that you're receiving, you're not going to be able to be embodied within that space and be embodied within your truth. Truth requires action. And as you take action, your truth expands and evolves and grows. And as your truth expands and evolves and grows, your intuition helps to guide you to embody new levels of your truth and purpose. And when that fire is lit within you, and when you feed that fire, ignite the flame, there's nothing that can stop you. Because when you're connected to that, it's like a force that's pulling you forward and Whatever the ego tells you in that space doesn't have nearly as much power as the pure energy and force of the fire that lies within you. Once that fire is truly burning bright, there isn't any type of fear or doubt that can ultimately stop you. Unless you completely stop tuning into your intuition, your highest self, and your truth. Then the ego can take over again and take power. But if you just continue feeding that flame, continue tuning in in each moment and allowing yourself to step on the edge of fear and grow into your next level of embodiment, 
you won't get lost. You might get confused sometimes because that's human, but the strength of that fire, the strength of your truth is going to continue to pull you forward. This is why I love the fire element and everything that we do in this space because it's connecting you with that big vision and with who you truly are. And this is where I see women get activated and overcome their blocks and just step into their power and their wholeness. And it's beautiful to watch. It's beautiful to witness. And it's exactly why I love the work that I do. We need more women to rise. We need more wild women to claim themselves fully, to claim their truth, and to step into their power. The world needs it. And you are enough right now, just as you are. You're ready. And that is what I had for you today, wild ones. Thank you for joining me on this episode. If you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review. And also, if you're interested in the group program and how this can help you step into your next level of leadership and embodiment, click the link below and check it out. Be sure to tune in to the last installment of this series. And until then, I am sending you all love and wishing you a beautiful day ahead. See you soon.